build your cultural competence. Listen to interesting stories. Learn about the cultural fails and how to avoid them. Get the global perspective here at Culture Matters on International Business. Your host, Chris Smith, has a plan. A plan for people who are looking for a solution. He makes you understand cultural diversity better by interviewing real people with real experiences. Every episode, he interviews a prominent guest who will tell you his or her story and share international experiences, making you more cultural competent. And now, here's your host, Chris Smith. Hi, my name is Chris Smith, and you're listening to the Culture Matters Podcast. We are on episode number 105, and we have an old guest back again. I don't do this very often, but this time I'm in an exception for Dylan Bollen. Dylan Bollen is a PhD student in astronomy and astrophysics at the KU Leuven University and Macquarie University in Sydney, Australia. Now, why is Dylan back on the show? Reason being that he was on the show already in uh, on episode 92, where we did a recording in December 2017. This recording, episode number 105, is recorded on June 5th. And Dylan has been spending the, his first three months of a two-year period in Australia and I was very curious how he lived through this so-called culture shock phenomenon. So, listen to Dylan's story. It's time for this week's guest at Culture Matters. Dylan, yep. good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon, Chris. How are you? I'm doing good. Okay. Uh, yeah, quite good. Okay, okay. Well, well, let's 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 first paint a bit of context here because not everybody might have listened to the earlier episode. Because you were on the first recording we actually did was in December 21st. I looked it up, December 21st, 2017. And you December. and I know each other from our Spanish class that we um, have both followed in the city where we both live or lived. Uh, well, you lived and I live in Belgium. Uh, that's where we know each other from. And you as a, um, uh, a scientist, you're going to explain to us what you do in any case, because I, I forgot as well, because it's so, it's so specific. <laughs> you as no, a scientist, boy. you moved um, for a period of two years to Australia. Um, so we talked yeah. about in the previous episode uh, about how do you prepare, how do you do this? Now you've you've been there. Now recording time here is June fifth, twenty eighteen. So you've been there now in Australia now for about three months, more or less. It's been about five months since we spoke. So first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then you know, and re-answer the question again. How are you? Yeah. So um, I'm indeed a PhD student. Uh -huh. um, in astronomy, so I'm um, specializing in observations um, and simulations in, in the particular field of stellar uh, evolution. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing a co-to-tell program, so that means I'm uh, doing a PhD program, which is four years in total. Um, my first year I spent already at the university in Leuven, the KU Leuven. Mm -hmm. And indeed, the um, following two years, I'll be in at Macquarie University in Sydney, in Australia. And then after that, I'll be going back to Belgium for uh, an extra year. Okay. And then, and yeah, and uh, then going um, back to Australia again? Uh, after that? Yeah, maybe? That will depend. That yeah. will depend. Okay. It's gonna be, yeah. That All will right, depend so on... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it will depend if I will get a, a position here, a postdoc position or not. But uh, the opportunities are... 
open, so it can be anything. Okay, all right. No, no ties to Belgium so far. So you are Belgian. Uh, for now, as, as as much as I know, you've you've lived your life in Belgium, and this is your only your first experience outside of the country for like a longer period of time, where you actually are living and working in another country. Correct? Yes, indeed. So it's the first time ever that I'm actually outside of Europe. Uh huh. And yeah, and in. Indeed, I, the first time I've lived in another country. Okay, yeah. so this is there's this phenomenon that I that I talk to uh, that I talk about when I give my workshops called culture shock. Culture shock is that yeah. moment where you arrive at the, and basically it, it takes you through the the honeymoon phase. Like okay, first you are like so super excited that you're that you're going. Then the day arrives, you know, uh, okay, and you are going, and you're in the plane. Twenty four hours later, you actually touch down in Sydney. You open the, the 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 door. Everything looks different, and it's fantastic. And then there's a moment like, "What am I doing here?" There, that you that is the theory at least. So I'm very curious to see to hear from you how whether you have experienced something like culture shock, and if you did, what did it look like, and what did you do about it? Yeah, yeah, I can tell. Was I'm quite familiar with what you just said. Uh-huh. So when I was traveling from Belgium to Sydney, it was all, yeah, those 24 hours, let's say, that I was traveling was all stressful because uh, yeah, you're going to an unknown place. Uh-huh. Um, and then I arrived, I remember I arrived in the night um, at like 11 p.m. It was still raining enormously. In Sydney, so, yes. In Sydney, so it was uh, quite exceptional. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, the days after was, yeah, the first week was quite great, let's say. Uh-huh. I went to my new workplace or the university. I yeah, I would just wander around in the city, um, discovering new places. And even uh, where I was at that moment in my at my Airbnb, it was more a suburb area, but still right. everything was great. There were parrots flying over me, something you would never see in Belgium. Uh-huh. Like yeah. all those animals, all those yeah, those trees, everything was yeah it was quite nice and you but arrived then, uh, in winter right i mean you arrived arrived in the northern hemisphere winter like in february or something you left yeah so basically like in, from winter in, you flew to summer yeah indeed okay so it was um the end of winter in belgium i think and i arrived at the end of summer in um in sydney yeah so the weather was still the weather was still uh quite quite good okay so week number one is over then what happened so week number one is over. Then I'm uh, in the second week. I yeah, I found uh, a place where I could live. So I was settling in a bit, um, buying some new furniture and right. those kind of things. Uh-huh. And actually, then from the moment I was completely settled in, so I had my furniture. I've yeah, I had a new bike, knew where I was uh, going to stay at the university, mm-hmm. and then it's yeah, it kind of hits you that you're new mm-hmm. and don't know anything or anyone. Mm-hmm. So that was something that hit me like, I'm here now. Um, I've seen some nice places. Yeah, I've been in Sydney in the center. Uh, I've been to some beaches already. But then everyday life starts. And then I realize, all right, what am I going to do now? Yeah. I mean, of course, I can do my research. But for the rest, I don't know anyone Yeah. here. So that's the moment when I start to feel a little bit, yeah, how do you say uncomfortable? Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I felt like okay, I need, I need to socialize with people now. 
or I'm just going to be here alone. Yeah. And that's not a... <laughs> okay, before you, before you start coming with some solutions, because obviously I'm interested in that, in that experience as well, is how did you prepare? Because you knew you were go- going. This was not a sudden thing. You've been living towards this moment of actually, you know, moving country. So what did, how did you prepare or how were you prepared by other people prior to leaving Belgium? Um, prior to leaving Belgium, I already knew my supervisors in uh-huh. Australia. So of course I had contact with them. Um, but then, um, yeah, on the case of socializing with other people, I thought that was mainly going to happen at the department itself. Mm-hmm. But, uh, that did happen, of course. But it took a couple of weeks yes. for me to... So, yeah, I didn't expect it. Everyone there has his own life already, yeah. which is normal, of course. But for me, um, I arrived in new. I want to do some new things with new people. But, of course, not everyone has time to do new things the whole time yeah. because yeah. they've been living there for their whole lives. And there was nobody so, there that actually said, that stuck out a hand and said, okay, Dylan, come here. Well, I'll take you by the hand, you know, and I'll introduce you or I'll make somebody who actually was at your level or if you're at your frequency, like I understand you're new, you need to, you need to uh, socialize, really literally socialize in an organization, in a, in a system as well. Were you yeah. supported like that? Yeah, it did happen eventually after uh, two weeks. I yeah, I was talking more with uh, just other PhD students that are there or yeah. here at the university. And then I got, um, yeah, I met some of them and they invited me to go on a, on a camping trip, for example. Okay. And then I started learning, yeah, starting to learn new people. And then it's everything went a lot more easy. But it was just a moment of like a couple of days that I was thinking, all right, I'm here by myself. What am I going to do now? <laughs> now what? Fortunately, you had now Netflix. And of course, you could watch the, the the local TV, the Belgian local TV on uh, via internet or something like that. Is that something you still do or you did? Like, you know, like not, not hanging on to to back here in Belgium, um, but hanging hanging on sounds so negative, you know, but f- keeping up with the news or something like keeping that. Keeping track is, of, yeah. Yeah, keeping track is better, yes. Is that something yeah. you did? And, and did that help or how do you feel? Um, what I think I noticed more about myself was that I, uh, was messaging my friends a lot more on WhatsApp Yeah. and, um, especially from moments. Yeah. Because of the time lag at the moment, we had a time lag of 10 hours. Yeah. That's eight hours with the winter summer hour difference. Um, but yeah, for me, from moments that I knew they woke up, I started messaging them a little bit more than I normally would. Yeah. So and and did you did you uh, this is uh, I don't want to go all touchy feely uh, feely on this one. Yeah. But did did you did, were you able to talk about to anybody about this or was this did you just live through these couple of days and then carry on with your life? Yeah, um, basically lived through it. I mean, I was expecting something like this to happen. Mm-hmm. I knew that there was gonna. I was expecting like there will most likely be a moment that I'm yeah. gonna be alone. It's gonna be for. Sometime, maybe a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks, but it will get over. Okay. And I mainly knew that because um, some of my friends have done the same as me, also yeah. going abroad. And they told me exactly the same. Like, there will be a moment that you're going to be alone, that you will feel alone. But it's normal. It happens to everyone, yeah. apparently. Yeah, and not everybody realizes that. I was once in a in a workshop, and there was this Italian guy who was living in the Netherlands, which is not... I mean, this is the other... This is You're at the other side of the world. You might... 
usually we we understand and expect life to be different but if you come from italy to the netherlands you know it's like yeah. come on this is europe you cross the alps and you're there basically right um, yeah. But and finally, we talked about this issue of of culture shock and, and and putting a label on it. And this guy had like literally, like watery eyeballs. Like a, some, there, there's a term for what I'm going through right now. And he was actually yeah. he was in the deepest dip that that he could possibly be. But knowing that mm. there, there was a a label to put on this, that for him was a great great cure. But you were actually prepared for that. Yeah, I saw. I saw it coming just because uh, some of my friends told me that it might happen. Yeah. So I knew. Okay. It's not fun. If, yeah, it's not fun at the moment that it's, it's happening, but it's yeah, just a short period of time. And the the the, the way you can you can draw this is like um uh, if you if you take a uh, I'm I'm showing it to you, which is a bit useless if you're listening to this only, of course. <laughs> but it's like a horizontal line. Your horizontal line is the is the, the level zero, right? This is this is your normal yeah. state of being. Then when you arrive there, the line goes up because everything is fantastic. And the moment you yeah. described a couple of days that you've been through, that's where you uh, you dip and you go below. You, you feel like more negative than you, you feel more positive. Eventually, what happened or or what was the turnaround moment for you for the line to go up towards well your your base level your zero level? Um, so when everything just became normal again. Uh-huh. After all the the ups and downs, right. um, yeah, I think that was after a week or four or five, maybe, maybe a bit longer. Yeah, but um, yeah, I wouldn't know the exact moment, but from the moment I felt that I was in a certain routine, right? Like I had my my uh, weekly life from Monday to Friday. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm gonna spend the weekends maybe with friends, maybe somewhere alone. But I, I, yeah, it's from the moment that I felt that I had a certain kind of routine did that you, I felt. Did you actively pursue that? Did you, did you, did you actually actively think, think, you know, okay, I gotta, I have a, I have to have a structure. I know from nine to five, say nine to five, I'm working and I'm doing my research bits. Um, but after five, the doors close and I'm on my own. I don't need to be on my own or I have to go to the gym, go to church, go to a group, go to learn another yeah. language and whatever. Did you actively pursue, um, a, a structure around that? Um, I don't think I actively, actively searched for it, uh-huh. but, um, yeah, it's just, it just more it, it it happens gradually. Yeah. I just blended into that, and yeah, that's yeah. It's difficult to tell. I know it's just if if it did, it did. I mean, some people they I know they they go, start going to the gym because that's what I've done at home as well. So they're they're yeah. trying to like get active. Yeah, um, that's indeed something I I did in the beginning as well. I after two weeks I joined the gym, uh-huh. and then I just started going to the gym every second day. I think. Yeah, which also adds something to the routine again. Yes, which you could yeah. say, yeah, yeah. So if you if you, if you go back, you've been there like three months right now, correct? Yeah. If you yeah, if you indeed. if you go back, what was the what was was the what was the most difficult thing for you to get your head around? Most difficult thing to understand or get used to? Um, the most difficult thing, I yeah. Something I had a lot of trouble with was uh, commuting. Uh-huh. So, you know, as a for you, as a Dutchman, for me as a Belgian, uh-huh. the way we like to commute is by bike. Yes. Or most, yeah, a lot of us. Yeah. Um, so that's something 
quite difficult here. I still go to the university by bike. Which but, is how far? Um, about a kilometer and a half okay, okay. from where I live. That's not so bad. So it's not so bad, but the, the roads here are awful for bikes. <laughs> okay. So they're completely based on <laughs> everything based, is based on um, traveling by car okay. or by train. So, um, so, so what did you do then? I mean, did you ha you had to travel by by public transportation, or did you, did you get a car in the meantime? No, I didn't get a car. I, I tried using public transportation, so oh. the bus. But um, yeah, I don't know why, but I really hate buses. So <laughs> eventually, <laughs> I got I, I bought a bike, a cheap bike, and um, I'm just using that one. But it took me a while to figure out a good route to the university to avoid as many cars as possible because they really do not care. They don't, even, they don't even see you. Okay, well that that's a dangerous that's a dangerous concept. It's it's quite uh, I was going to say strange, but uh, persistent that you keep on going by bike, even though you might jeopardize your own life with this. Yeah, it's true. But by now I find a route to avoid as many cars as possible. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I feel safe at the moment. <laughs> okay, that's that's good. Um, and yeah. uh, do you have to wear like a helmet and all these safety precautions? Yeah. So the helmet is uh, obligatory, yeah. and um, as well as the lights, and um, I think you must have something reflecting on your bike, it's just the same as in as yeah, in yeah. Belgium. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So but the helmet is yeah. Commuting was 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 difficult for you to get used to. Um, people wise, any any hurdles there? People wise, actually that went all quite well because uh -huh. people um. Except for the fact that, as I mentioned before, uh, many people have their own lives already. Mm -hmm. So I'm like popping up into some other people's life. Yeah. As like it's. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, people are very open and very nice here. So, if you're, for example, if you're standing at a bus stop, um, if you compare with Belgium, yeah, the chance that someone will start talking to you is quite small. In Belgium, well, here, it's below zero. In Belgium, yes. yeah, yeah, indeed. Well. I've been standing at several bus stops. I've done it a lot, standing yeah. at a bus stop. Yeah. And it happened a lot that people just started talking with you. Yeah. yeah. That's something I remember so, from our, from our pre previous interview, which we've done in December last year, is indeed that you said it takes, for Belgians, it takes a long time to open up. Yeah. And, and, and you being a, being a Belgian, born and bred, now being in Australia, is, is that an easy thing to get used to? Or is this something like, leave me alone, I'm not used to this? Um, actually, I don't mind it at all. I can imagine someone who's more introvert than me, uh -huh. he would have a problem with it mm -hmm. because people are more extroverted here. Yeah. Um, but I don't mind if people start to talk with me. I don't have a pro Yeah. Actually, from time to time, I like it a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I can understand a lot of Belgian would have, Belgians would have a problem with it. Yeah. So, um, because you you've been there like for three months now in Australia. Are, yeah. are, are there any plans for? And you're going to stay there for two years in total. Are, do you have any plans to return in between, for like um, like a holiday or a Christmas? I mean the the usual stuff. Yeah. Uh, for the first year, not. I will be traveling to uh, Vienna for a oh. conference. Yes. So I will be see. Yeah, my parents and family and some friends are also going there. So in Vienna, so you're going to team up in in, uh, in Austria. Yeah, indeed. Okay. All right. Let's see my... Yeah, go ahead. See your... Yeah. So my parents are going to be in Vienna for three days and I'm going to see them then. So. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. that's that's kind of kind of cool as well. That's the other thing I need to warn you for. And maybe you've been warned for that already. 
um, is usually because yeah, there's this culture shock going out, right? Um, yeah. That the moment where you think, okay, now what am I doing here? And and I don't get these people, or I do get these people, but I feel lonely. Typically, um, what you what you explain to us as well. What tends to happen as well is a phenomenon. It's it's like reverse culture shock in a way. People coming back after a certain period of time, and so in your case, you'd be totally and very enthusiastic about your your stay, your first part of stay of your stay in Australia. You're coming back, and now you want to tell everybody, all your friends, about how fantastic it is, and, yeah. and then you'd be very surprised. Like they're not interested in me. They're not. They, because you've lived this, you're living this life. You're living the lifestyle, yeah. a total different lifestyle, different climate, different people, different context, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And but for me and for us and your friends and life just goes on as it does. You know, nothing yeah. much changed. And so it's something that um, you might want to uh, be aware of. Not prepare yourself, but be aware of that. Indeed, if you come back and you show, you're going to show your family. Listen, I have got 5,000 pictures, so shall we watch all of them? They might just not be that interested in that. Yeah, after three pictures, they might fall asleep already. Yeah, something like that. Is there is there <laughs> any, uh, after this relatively short period of time, is there anything in Dylan that has changed already with the outlook if you look back at Belgium? Um, in this amount of time, I don't think so. Not that much, actually. Okay. So I think I'm just still the same. I was expecting that my... Um, yeah, my life would be a lot more different, but yeah, mainly because this is also a more Western culture. Uh -huh. the, the culture is more open uh, compared to the Belgian culture, yeah. but for the rest, there are a lot of similarities. Yeah. Um, so I haven't changed that much, I feel, at the moment. You haven't picked up the accent either. No, I haven't. That's, which and is a very particular Aussie accent, and it and it's it's a typical uh, tonality that they use. That in the province of Limburg, in in uh, our our country Belgium, they use the same. Every sentence ends on a high, and everything I, is always on a high. And that is a yes. very particular way of speaking English, I think. But you're not doing yeah. that yet. No, no, no. Indeed, I'm not doing that. That's quite funny that you mentioned it because I was thinking that a lot, that um, the way they speak sounds a lot like how people in Limburg spe yes. speak. Yeah. It's quite similar. But um, yeah, you also have to take account that uh, where I'm doing my research now, yeah. it's very international. So I'm not only surrounded by Australians, I'm most of the time surrounded by Australians and other nationalities. Okay. So it's a very international mix that you, uh, you yeah, swim yeah. in. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Dylan, what, what's the what's the future for you? I mean, uh, short-term future is up until your trip in Vienna, then you'll see some of the family back again. I'm really curious to see, to hear. Uh, I'm curious whether you would look differently at the yeah. Belgians in general. Um, and after two years when you return, then there's a, one more year at university here. What's the future? Are you going to come back? Um, that will depend on how my life is going to evolve here. Right. So. At the moment, um, the main difference is um, having, yeah, at home in Belgium, of course, you have a lot more friends yeah. all, all living nearby. That's something I don't have here, but I've only been here for three months. Yeah. But uh, I can see it evolving towards that I might like it more here and I don't want to don't wanna leave anymore. Okay. Then there might be a possibility that I'm going to stay here in Australia or at least going to try to stay. Right. But um, yeah. Did you get Did you get yourself a partner already, or am I going Am I going to on a too private mission here? 
<laughs> oh, no worries. Uh, no, I haven't got a partner here yet. Because okay. <laughs> some people, most people, the reason I'm asking is because I, I for being a Dutchman, I for work, I came, I came for work to Belgium and I stayed for love. So I mean, uh-huh. that is, yeah. it's, it sounds yeah. nice and sweet, but that's the actual truth as well. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and who knows, that could happen to you as well. Yeah, it might be a possibility. Excellent. We'll yeah. see. Who knows? Okay. All options are open, at least. Possibly, Please. maybe. Um, Dylan, yeah. let's uh, ask you two more questions. One is something that I prepped you before. Given given the fact that you've done this transition from Belgium to Australia, you've been through this, this well, mild culture shock, I presume. Um, yeah. what, what kind of tips or give us three tips um, from your experience on how you can either prepare or guard yourself or work your way through this um, if if people are experiencing this? Yeah. So the first thing I would say is, I think I mentioned that as well during the the previous uh, podcast, Mm -hmm. is to um, be open and yeah, open up to people and try to talk with people and have a conversation with with the people with the locals. Yeah. Basically, Um, that will help a lot. Okay. Um, Then secondly, um, I think becoming part of a kind of group or something like uh, a soccer team something like that um that might be something helpful as well if you want to socialize more with people um from the moment you're part of a group you'll start doing things with that group and yeah yeah that will only help have you done that and um yeah so i started a crossfit okay if you heard of yeah crossfit so yeah. fitness yeah. and a crossfit yeah yeah, indeed. So, yeah, I'm part of that group now. Okay, well, it's that's quite good. fun. Yeah, yeah. Very cohesive yeah. group of people, so it's Great. quite fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the third thing would be yeah, just explore and enjoy, like and explore the country, and do things in the weekends. That's always the best option to do. Like that's- keep your weekends. Fully yeah. booked. Yeah, yeah. I keep your weekend booked. It's it's funny that you mentioned that. Actually, typically the last word enjoy because my my assistant uh, she works in the she she's from the Philippines and she's gonna go yeah. to Malaysia for a short holiday. And she was asking me, you know, do you have any tips? She was asking me, Chris, do you have any tips? I said, I have one tip: enjoy. Just you know, yeah, make them and enjoy this. The and, yeah, yeah. Keep, keep a smile <laughs> on your face and enjoy. All right, excellent. Um, Dylan, if people want to get in touch with you, how could they best do that? Um, best via email, I think. Uh-huh. Um, so that's dylanbollandb at gmail.com. Yeah. Or even Facebook is a possibility. And you spell your, na- your name D Y L A N and then last name B O L L E N, correct? Indeed, that's correct. So yeah. Got that down, Gmail. Um, all right, well, I wish you all the best uh, with the, the upcoming. Um, time. Oh, one last question. I've, I just forgot. Are you going to watch the world the world championship soccer? How how does that live in Australia? So um, in Australia, it doesn't live a lot, but uh, I know I'm going to have a lot of short nights. Yeah. I'm <laughs> trying to watch all the games. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. All right. That's something I'm going to be awake for. <laughs> okay. Great. Well, enjoy that as well. Um, and uh, you know, when you're back here in Belgium, we might bump into each other in the Automarkt or somewhere. Yeah, indeed. That's quite lively. You take care. (laughs) Bye-bye. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thanks, Dylan, again for doing the interview. All the best in your coming, upcoming, uh, a little less than two years. And we might be in touch by the time you actually get back here and settle down in, in Belgium again. 
All right, if you want to see the video cast on YouTube, you can do this by going to culturematters.com slash YouTube. And also, of course, I'm inviting you to subscribe to my podcast. And while you're at it, subscribing yourself, why don't you leave a review in iTunes? Because the more five-star reviews, the better, and the more people can actually and are able to listen to this as well. All right, this episode was produced by Janice Sheila. The music was by Ben Sound. My name is Chris Smith. This was the Culture Matters Podcast, and I'll be back in two weeks' time. Take care. That's it for this episode. Culture Matters, making you understand cultural diversity better by interviewing real people with real experiences. Your host, Chris Smith, has a plan. A plan for people who are looking for a solution.